0: This is an APTA podcast.
1: Welcome to this APTA podcast. I'm Jason Bellamy. In February 2018, more than 17,000 people, including more than 14,000 registrants, participated in APTA's combined sections meeting in New Orleans. We covered the conference with live broadcasts from APTA's Facebook page, and now we're sharing those broadcasts in podcast form. You can access a video version of the following interview at www. If you enjoy this podcast, please help us out with a review on iTunes. Hi, I'm Jason Bellamy coming to you from CSM 2018 yet again, and I'm joined by Ken Harwood. Um, Research is something that's obviously vital to the profession. It's a big topic of a conference like this. You were recently involved in research related to low back pain and utilization of healthcare overall. Basically, it mm-hmm. related to when people get access to BT. Um, so, first of all, just give me a sense of, in that study, in that in that research, what were you trying to learn?
0: So. I, 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 I... I first want to recognize my team, because I think that's one of the most important aspects of the research, was that it was a group effort with a healthcare economist, a physician, an emergency room physician and a statistician and myself. And interestingly enough, when we were looking at the original pilot, which is actually what is being published now, we were looking at the effects of direct access and any physical therapy on low back pain costs and utilization. So things like how much um, medication individuals were taking, how much x-rays, things like that. And uh, as we were looking at seven western states, excuse me, six western states, um, we looked at about 150,000 claims uh, for low back pain care over from 2003 to 2000, excuse me, a a four year period of time. Um, The interesting learning for us was that we were with the evidence that's already out there, we actually were not surprised that we saw a decreased cost in utilization. But the lesson learned was that we actually found that if an uh, individual with low back pain had gone to a physical therapist through direct access, they, they were 89% less likely to have an opioid prescription. If they had any physical therapy, and actually, in reality, that's not that surprising because obviously in the United States we cannot, as physical therapists, prescribe medication, although right. it was obviously interesting. Right. What the real interesting surprising um, information was that in this second group that we look at, that was individuals that had seen by a physician or someone before they had been with a physical therapist, they were 88% less likely to have an opioid prescription. And as you know, um, right now in the United States, we are having such an amazing opioid crisis that I think one of the major lessons learned that not only are physical therapists primed to work on this issue, but I think in a way, we may be a significant answer to this, yeah. and therefore, that's why we'll move on with this
1: study. So on that note, I mean, you know, the profession always loves to hear uh, that, that we do good work, right? <laughs> and, and so this is this is great uh, data. Who else needs to hear this? Where do we need to, who, who do we need to get this information to, and how do we do that? Either, either for you, what you're planning to do, but even individual physical therapists, like what's their responsibility?
0: Um, I think that's a great question, and I think on our part, uh, one of the choices that we had was where to publish this work, and and certainly I think it was um, valuable information for physical therapists and we uh, considered very seriously the journal Physical Therapy, however, we felt that it was more important that we actually go into much more of a generic, um, much more um, health services research um, journal. So we are actually under review now with health services research, which is a top tier journal in health services research and um, we were reviewed positively so at this point it's back in and we hope to have this publication out. Um, So that's exciting for us. I think for the team um, it was really uh, a surprising work and again uh, there's obviously so much more to this work um, not only about direct access that we have um, information about how many uh, patients are actually um, pursuing direct access. And the effects of states, as well as um, very detailed information on cost and utilization of care. Um, but as we said, probably the biggest surprise was the opioid issue.
1: So, when a physical therapist, when this is published and the physical therapist has it in their hands, I mean, who, who should they show that to? I mean, who should they go talk to and say, "Look, we can make a difference here." Where do those conversations need to happen?
0: Well, for me personally, as we were seeking funding for the next series of studies and I'll, I'll explain that in a second um, what was interesting is that we actually did apply for NIH funding and it was clear to us that they were not that interested in um, physical therapy as related to drug abuse, which surprised us, especially with our pilot work. Um, they positively looked at it, but they also were, that wasn't in their research agenda. So I think on my end, and I, I tend to look top down first, that is the the, the higher level um, workers, it's it's a, an important policy issue. So I think for me, what would be interesting is to make sure the state policy and, and federal policy makers understand that um, now we are starting to gather much more Evidence to support the view of what a physical therapist can do, um, but in reality, I think it's also important, um, especially as we move into healthcare that actually looks toward team approaches to care, to make sure physicians are understanding the role of physical therapy. I think they still have an antiquated um, view of what we do, and I, you know, I have a great case on that. You know, one of my, as I said, my team includes an emergency room physician. And his understanding of physical therapy and what it does, and what we do, um, was somewhat archaic. And it really took this project from him to be, oh, now I get it. And so, therefore, I think studies like this, health services research studies, certainly have a policy issue, but I also think they have a practical. That is directly related to practice.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so you mentioned, obviously, there there are next steps along Mm -hmm. in this evolution. So what are those next steps?
0: So I think the first thing I'd like to do um, is recognize the Foundation for Physical Therapy because through the generous contribution of the Foundation for Physical Therapy and their funders, um, we are able to continue this study on a national level. So rather than the six states that we looked at, we'll now look at the whole United States, the 51 jurisdictions. Um, We're also going to take a deeper dive dive, not only into the cost and utilization data, but we're also going to look at the effects of different providers. In addition, what we're going to really take a deep dive in is opioid use. So we're going to not only look at um, the how much use they have, but we're also going to be looking at short-term use, long-term use, and hopefully, if we can still get this information, um, those individuals that go on to opioid use disorders, meaning that they have to go for um, specific interventions to prevent or to treat uh, an opioid addiction, so um, it's a large agenda. I think it's something that we are very excited. I think for this type of work, I think you have to be passionate because the amount of work is associated with it, but I do believe that this team, and one of the team members is a healthcare economist, and I don't believe I'll ever do research without another healthcare uh, economist because there's a whole new Framework to this there 's a whole new understanding of um, you know we 're so used to statistical analyses, but a healthcare economist looks at things differently, and I think this study wouldn 't been wouldn 't have been as rich as it was because of having that
1: well what was the input of that i mean what what did what did you what What did that allow you to see that you wouldn't have seen otherwise?
0: That's a great question, and there's a lot of answers. Probably the most important answer was what fascinated me was one of the problems with retrospective data or uh, retrospective design is that there's a bias, a selection bias. You don't know who really you're getting. So there are statistical and and healthcare economic ways of actually targeting people to determine kind of some of the selection bias. One of a selection bias, and it makes sense, if you live in Brooklyn, New York, which is where I'm from, so I'll stay there, Uh, if you live in Brooklyn, most likely you're going to go to a healthcare provider that lives by you. So what we were able to do through our statistical analysis is to look at not only uh, the physical therapist that they had seen or the healthcare practitioner that they had seen, we also calculated the nearest other practitioner to that individual. So therefore what we could do is, if they were going to see the physical therapist, was it because the physical therapist was the closest practitioner to them. So we were able to look at not only the other physical therapists around that area, but other healthcare practitioners in network. So this ability allows us to go back and say, well, there wasn't at least this type of selection bias on this kind of study. So we're, we were really excited to have that kind of analysis.
1: For sure, so the the, the initial pilot that you did, you're gonna get, obviously that's gonna be published soon, so people will be able to see that. Right. These next phases, how rapidly will that happen? So, well, and, and how when will that data come in and be meaningful? Right? As you can see, I'm excited, I know, right? that's great. That's great. tomorrow. No, yeah.
0: um, actually this study um, was just recently funded uh, by the foundation, so we actually have just received IRB uh, approval to move forward. Um, we are getting the data set, which is a very expensive data set, and that's really where most of the money is going toward, and then our time frame, which is a very aggressive time frame, is to have this um, project completed by December. So at this point, again, what we hope to do at the end of this, hopefully everything will turn out similarly. Um, We have no reason to doubt it won't, and therefore we'll be able to look for publication. The only thing I would say is um, my worry is that the publication a cycle is taking too long, so we actually submitted it um, for publication review um, almost a year ago and it's still under review. So I think you know, that's the benefit of having such a high level journal that they do such a great job, however, it, you know it, the timeliness of it. So we're trying to figure out what's the best way of like, moving it into a journal that maybe has a quicker time frame.
1: So well, it's obviously very promising, and, and given the opioid epidemic, it really can't come out fast enough. Uh, nice. For Ken Harwood, this is great work. I'm Jason Bellamy, and uh, we'll see you from CSM 2018. Later. Thanks for listening to this APTA podcast. You can find similar episodes at www.apta.org podcasts or by searching APTA Podcasts in iTunes. Recent APTA podcasts include a multi-part series on value-based care and the Finding My Way series that features interviews with APTA members discussing how they navigated the early phase of their careers. Also, a quick plug for Move Forward Radio, APT's podcast series for the general public, which discusses health and wellness topics and the benefits of physical therapy. Episodes include interviews with celebrity athletes like Grant Hill and Gabrielle Reese, first-person patient success stories, and discussions about specific conditions. You can find episodes of that podcast by searching Move Forward Radio on iTunes, or by going to moveforwardpt.com, APTA's official consumer information website. I'm Jason Bellamy. Thanks for listening. This is an APTA podcast.